And as the brother of Peter, he was always in his shadow. But he certainly wasn't second fiddle to Peter. And as the brother of Peter, he was always in his shadow. But he certainly wasn't second fiddle to Peter. Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Hey, Cecilia. You're out fishing again. Uh, well, oh. well, I was trying to. Oh, trying to. You're, you not, you're fishing but not fishing? Lost all my bait. Oh, lost all your bait. Lost all your ideas. Hey, how about we move out into the deep water? I think you could catch something there. You're saying that just because that's what Jesus told Peter. Sorry, Pastor Dave, no offense, but you ain't no... I mean, you aren't any Jesus. (laughs) Well, why don't you push out to the deep water? Because the idea I have is a little bit deeper and a little harder to catch, and it's still about Peter, and that's why your ideas ran up last time, but there's more to be caught in the deep. All right, if you say so, we'll go out into deep water and try again. A significant part of the book of Acts is actually the works, or the acts, of the Apostle Peter. In Acts chapter 2, Peter gives that stirring sermon on the day of Pentecost, and 3,000 souls were saved. In the following chapter, chapter 3, he and John are walking to the temple, and a man asks for alms, and he says, I don't have any silver or gold, but what I have... I give to you, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the man went walking, leaping, praising God. Significant, because Peter had a daughter that was crippled and would not be healed. But for the sake of Jesus, the power of God worked through him to somebody else. Because of this act of kindness, Peter was arrested, thrown in jail, but released by an angel. We learn about all this in Acts chapter 4. In Acts chapter 5, we hear about a couple who is trying to, I suppose you'd say, swindle money from the church, but the Holy Spirit guided Peter how to handle this tough, difficult situation. In Acts 8, we read about how Peter crossed paths with Simon the magician. Simon wanted to buy the power of the Holy Spirit, offering Peter gold, while Peter said no proving that you can't buy God. It's a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift. And in Acts 9, we read about how Peter not only healed people, but he actually raised a woman who was dead. Her name was Tabitha. Personally, though, I think the biggest and most important thing that Peter did and this is really going out into the deep waters, he went to a Gentile's house 
and shared Jesus to not only a Gentile, but a Roman soldier, Cornelius. And this was the first spread beyond Israel of the word of God, that it was for the world. Acts chapter 10. So, is there anything else written besides the Gospels and Acts about Peter? Well, yeah, actually there is. Um, he wrote two epistles, First Peter and Second Peter. In fact, it's my dream and goal to, to do a Bible study here in Room 4216 about First Peter. He was writing to Christians who were scattered throughout Asia because of the persecutions. And then there's one other small little thing in the book of Galatians chapter 2. Um, Paul mentions it. He was um, uh, Paul was uh, having a meal, and Peter was there. Uh, this was, uh, I, believe, I don't know exactly where it was. It doesn't really say, probably in Galatia. And some other Christians came up from Antioch. Well, Peter, he was eating with Paul and the other Gentiles, but when the other Christians from Antioch, who were Jewish in, in, in background, came, Peter pulled away and sat and ate with them. And uh, it says that Paul called him on the carpet because uh, he was kind of two-faced there. It was okay while they weren't there, but then not okay. And uh, and Paul went on to point out that, that that's the problem that some Christians in his day were having is uh, that living by the Jewish traditions, but that the gospel of Jesus says we live by faith. And he goes on, not by sight but by faith, not by traditions. And so Peter kind of got slapped on the hands uh, for this uh, maneuver. <laughs> hmm, okay. And how would that fit with us today? Well, I think the big takeaway that is from this is, as good as Peter was, the rock, and as strong as he was in his proclamation, like on Pentecost, mm -hmm. he wrote epistles, he could stumble. And we have to always keep our eye on Jesus and that it is he who saves and not anything else. And we live for him, not anything else.
So, Cecilia, you had done some reading and research in, in the background of tradition. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned it last time, how it's anything written out of the Bible, and you done found some things from Eusebius and all. Did, did you find anything more about Peter from that? As a matter of fact, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter was said to have gone to Gaul and Britain, um, and uh, they were part of the Roman Empire at the time. So it's, it's Yeah, it makes possible. sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, then he heard that an old friend was back in action again. <laughs> yeah. uh, Simon the Magician. Oh, The one yeah. that wanted to buy the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He was in Rome, and he was coming up with quite a cult. Mm. So Peter and his wife traveled to Rome and uh, opposed this guy, and eventually, so tradition says, uh, beat him out. Mm. Uh, uh he tried one too many counterfeit mu- uh, miracles, and um, he fell, broke his leg, and the crowd realized that Jesus was Lord, not Simon, and he was stoned to death. So Simon broke his leg. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Wow. Then the uh, persecution started for Peter and his wife, and uh, things didn't go so well. It was said that Peter spent nine months in this awful, awful place called the... Tullian or Tullian Keep hmm. in Rome, and that. Uh, but the good thing was was that they had to keep changing the Roman guards so fast, because as fast as these new guards would come in, Peter would talk to them. They would convert <laughs> to Christianity, and oops. <laughs> oh, that sounds like Peter the Bold one. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, eventually, um, he was taken away to be crucified. He saw his wife. Uh, taken away first and he he called to her and encouraged her to to be of good courage Mm. um it said that he was glad that she was going away to to not be in pain anymore isn't that interesting we don't get that today usually we are glad when pain is subsided because of medicine but here it was death well, and that she was also going home. Going home to Jesus. And that's the one neat thing about all these first century Christians. They understood here on earth isn't home, but it's in heaven. Mm-hmm. He wrote about that in his first epistle. I'm sorry, I interrupted, but it just, that resonated with me so very much. Mm, that's sure. Yeah. Sure. So it's said that on uh, June 29th of 67 AD, Peter was crucified. Uh, tradition has it that he asked to be crucified Upside down. Oh, I think and I remember hearing about that. Some people aren't sure why. Others of us believe that it is because he didn't feel worthy to be crucified in the same, same way Christ way was. Christ was. Yeah. Hmm. And so ended the life of Peter, <clears throat> the rock. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled and striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. And then there was Andrew, the second apostle. Peter's brother. 
And as the brother of Peter, he was always in his shadow. But he certainly wasn't second fiddle to Peter. Andrew, Andrew, come over here for a second. Yes, sir. Andrew, you see that man over there? The one I was just talking with? Yes, sir. That is the Lamb of God who will take away the sin of the world. Go, go talk with him. Go, now. Really? Really? Uh, Master? Where are you staying? Simon, Simon, hey Simon, come with me. We found the Messiah. Huh? Come! Master, we found a boy who has five loaves and two fish. But what will that do for feeding five thousand? Give them to me. Have the people sit. I will pray and ask God's blessings on the food. Well, by all means, Philip. Let us bring these Greeks to Jesus. After all, he's the savior of the world, not just of a few. If you had three words, Cecilia, to describe the Apostle Andrew, what would they be? Three words. Quiet, diligent, and imaginative. He was quiet because he wasn't the one that was noticed all the time. Mm-hmm. His brother Peter was the one who was noticed all the time, mm-hmm. indeed. He was diligent, though, because you see that in the story of the feeding of the 5,000. He went throughout the crowd and found a small boy who had five small loaves of bread and two fish. Imaginative. Well, Jesus had done it before when he, with the great catch of fish, why couldn't he do it again? Okay, Uh. let's, let's take this little lunch and, and see if Jesus can do something with it. And then Andrew is a Greek name, and uh, we don't know if that was his original name or if that's a name that he took later in life. We we think it might have been the name his parents gave him, but we don't know. And maybe he was extra concerned about the Greeks. Maybe he heard Jesus say that he was the savior of the world, and so Andrew said, well, Greeks are part of the world, too. Of the world. Well, Cecilia, we're partners in the ministry, right? 
Yes, we are. And so if I'd say, I'm going to take a trip somewhere, you'd come with me, wouldn't you? Sure, anywhere. Especially to share the gospel? Well, yeah. How about a location where I know that odds are you're not going to make it out alive and within two days you'll be dead or maybe even eaten by cannibals. You want to come uh, with me? Uh, well, well, I mean... I mean, That's I'm, what uh, Andrew asked Matthias to do. According to tradition, Andrew went up to Scythia and it is in the, on the north and eastern part of the Black Sea. It's part of his ministry. This is after uh, 42 AD. Uh, again, this is all from tradition, from Eusebius, Josephus, as well as there is a, a book called the Acts of Andrew, but we don't know how accurate these things are. Uh, the north and east side of uh, the Black Sea today, it would be Russia and Ukraine. And, um, and Georgia, right? Uh, and Georgia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, um, according to one of these traditions, said that the people were blonde hair, blue eye, but they were cannibals. But Andrew went there, and he ministered to them, probably because some uh, people had asked him to go there because he, they were blessed by uh, his ministry in Pontus. Uh, tradition holds that he had to rescue Matthias, uh, just barely got out of there alive. Really something, Poor Matthias. Man. Well, then he went to Greece, and in Greece, uh, very interesting, um, the, the, the wife of the governor was very ill, incurable disease. She heard about Andrew, who had come, and thought, well, what else is there? I'll give this thing a try. And, and so Andrew came, prayed, and she was healed. And because of that, she became a Christian. Wow. And then her, um, I think it was her brother-in-law became a Christian, but her husband, who was the governor, was really angry, and he didn't want to become a Christian, and and finally, he decided he would have Andrew crucified, like his quote-unquote Lord, and had it done down at the seashore, even claimed he hoped he's miserable there, and the dogs eat him alive. Well... According to this tradition that we read, the dogs didn't have a chance to even get near Andrew because crowds came around. And he spoke of Jesus on the cross. And according to this tradition of Eusebius and Josephus, 2,000 people came to know Jesus by Andrew hanging on the cross and proclaiming the gospel. Now, you have to understand, people, hanging on a cross and talking at the same time is not an easy thing to do. Take your arms, stretch them high to the sky. And now stretch them hard, and now try to talk. Well, and then, of course... And do that for a couple days. you got to bend your knees and, and, and basically be doing deep knee bends. And pushing up to get breath. And yet, people heard Jesus from this man who was dying and were saved. That's what we have from tradition on Andrew. Ow! Ow! What was that? <laughs> That was my violin. Why? Well, because you forgot something. I did. Oh, yes. Um, Andrew was named as the patron saint of Russia by the Orthodox Church, Mm -hmm. as well as by um, the area we now call Scotland. It was called Picts back then. And the king, um, King uh, Hungus, in 750... Uh, A.D., was going to war, and um, he prayed, and, and he supposedly saw a sign in the sky of, of an X, and that was the type of cross that Andrew was uh, crucified on. And so when they went to war, St. Andrew, be our guide, and they won victoriously. And so um, he's very much related to Scotland as the, the saint of Scotland. Now, that's according to tradition. Whether Hungus saw this or not, I don't know. 
so we move on to the Apostle of James now? Well, that's an interesting thing, because actually in the New Testament there are three James. I was going to say, I was getting a bit yeah. confused. There's the brother to Jesus who wrote the the epistle of James. We're not going to talk about him at all, because he's actually not an apostle. But we have still two other James, and with that, it reminds me of something else. The New Heart Show. It's a sitcom from the 1980s. It was based in Vermont at an inn called the Stratford Inn. Of course, Bob Newhart was the host of the show, the comedian, and the strangest people would come uh, through the inn, such as... Hi, I'm Larry. This is my brother Daryl. That's my other brother Daryl. I guess you could say, Hi, I'm John. This is my brother James. And this is my uh, almost brother, James. <laughs> or you could say, hi, I'm Matthew, and this is my brother, James, and my almost brother, James. Well, they were brothers in Christ, that's uh, for sure. No, 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 no. We're talking actual brothers, blood brothers. Wait, Matthew was the brother of... James. Uh, They're both listed as son of Alphaeus. Okay, oh, we're talking a different James than the brother of John, then. That is right. There's two James in the list. Right. And we call them sometimes uh, James the Greater and James the Lesser. And the readings I did actually referred not that one's more important or one less important, but it actually ask. gave I- emphasis to their personalities. I mean, after all, James and John were called the sons of thunder because of the way they, their personalities were, maybe even hmm. their voice, uh, inflection and tone. And so he was the greater. And we know hmm. a little bit more about the greater than the lesser. So here's the little we know about James the lesser. And now we move on to the next apostle. <laughs> it's not that bad. Just about. Well, we know that it's amazing because you can read the Bible and read it again and again and still learn new things. And so I just learned just now that, yes, Matthew, that is the Matthew who wrote the gospel, did have a brother and his name was James. Indeed. And uh, they um, were born uh, in Capernaum. And Matthew was a tax collector. And therefore, probably James was, too. Family business. Mm-hmm. And didn't he have another brother, Pastor Dave? He had several brothers, actually. Simeon, we know quite a bit about. He became a strong Christian and was a bishop. And, and tradition tells us a lot about him, but very little about James the Lesser. Wow. Their parents were Mary. Uh, Mary, we know, was at the foot of the cross with some of the other women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus. And Cleopas. Um, many times in this culture, they'd have two names. So uh, it does say uh, James the Lesser was the, the son of uh, Alphaeus, but Alphaeus is also known as Cleopas. Uh, two names, very common. We don't know uh, how old James was. Oh, but aren't you going to say something about Cleopas? Oh, Cleopas. Yeah. Uh, tradition? Oh, no, oh. not tradition. Luke chapter 24, right. he was one of the two men walking, on, walking the road, on the road to Emmaus, and one Jesus of my uh, appeared to him and mm-hmm. then finally revealed himself to him and he came running back. So mm-hmm. that was the father of James the Lesser. And we, as I was saying, we don't know how old James was when he died. Uh, tradition, again, says that he was in Jerusalem and that he was stoned to death by a mob of irate Jews. Mm, wonderful way to yeah. die. Mm. Um, but he receives a, an unusual name by tradition. 
He's called the Saint of the Nameless. Yeah, the nameless because there's so little known about him, and so uh, he is the saint of the nameless because those who we know very little about, those God knows, and he cares very much about them. And so even as it carries on to today, God knows even if no one else knows about you and me. James the Greater, named that not, as I mentioned before, because we know more about him, but probably because of either his physical size, certainly his voice. He was a fisherman, grew up in Bethsaida along with his brother John. Had to yell from boat to boat. Yeah, that's right. And fishermen worked hard. Besides that, uh, he also uh, was known as the Son of Thunder, along with John. Uh, one time, as Jesus in ministry, is um, noted in uh, Luke chapter 9, a town didn't want to receive them. And so James and John said, shall we call down fire upon them and destroy them? Now, how dare they not accept Jesus? I mean, he was, he was very firm. Not the brash, bold, stick your foot in your mouth like Peter, but he was not at all afraid to say what he thinks. James was mentioned seven times in the uh, Gospels, um, but only once in Acts uh, when it talked about his death. Uh, he was one of the inner circle. Oh, yeah, that's right. Peter, James, and John were invited by Jesus several times. One for a resurrection of a little baby girl, mm-hmm. up the mountain to see the transfiguration, and then in the on Garden of Gethsemane, Garden of Gethsemane yeah. to pray. Yeah. And uh, then... Oh, oh! another thing we know, we know his parents, Salome, his mother, was the sister of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Really? Sister of Mary? Mm-hmm. Wow. So that would have made him a, a, a cousin to Jesus. That's right. And of course, his father is Zebedee, mm-hmm. uh, the fisherman. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Um, he, we don't know a lot. He, he did not survive too long after no. Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension because, as I mentioned before, in the book of Acts, it is mentioned that he was executed. Chapter 12, which is interesting, a little bit from tradition tells us this, he was beheaded. Now, non-Romans weren't beheaded, they were crucified. Mm-hmm. And so for him to have his head cut off by the, the sharp sword meant he was a Roman citizen, which meant there was a little bit different type of trial. Uh, and that would have been difficult. And this comes now from tradition that a man betrayed him to the Sanhedrin. And as James was speaking to the Sanhedrin, it actually uh, caused the man to, uh, to say, I now believe in Jesus too. And as they were both being walked to their execution, the man said, will you forgive me? James paused for a moment and, and gave him a, a brotherly kiss on the cheek and said, be at peace. And then they both lost their heads. Oh, almost forgot. Oh, during his lifetime, after the ascension of Jesus Christ, tradition says that James became discouraged by the lack of converts. Sometimes discouragement leads us down new roads. And maybe it did in James's case, because it's said that he went to Spain mm-hmm. and uh, had a, uh, a, a vision there and began to teach the people there in a totally new country about Jesus Christ. Wow. 
That's what's neat about all these apostles, and that's really what it means, sent out ones, sent. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes they didn't realize how they were sent, but sometimes it is discouragement. Sometimes we'll learn it's the diaspora, meaning the persecutions that chased them away. No matter what, though, we see God's hand at work, not just in their lives, but our lives too. And we hope that through today's lesson and next week as we pick up a few more apostles, you'll also see how God can be at work in your life. Will you tell us how God is at work in your life? Please write us. You can do so at... Info. I-N-F-O. At not-alone.net. And never forget... We, we are, are not alone. alone. Do come back again to room 4216. Credits. Open our eyes, Lord. Maranatha Music. In Christ Alone. Written by Stuart Townend and Keith Getty. The Sherlock Violin Melody. Taken from the Terran Harbridge YouTube channel. Brent Ford, Jesus Christ. Interlude musicians, Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn. And this is a test of the volume of Hi, the microphone. I'm so, Larry. Uh, this is my brother Daryl. And that's my other brother Daryl. Uh, Cecilia, wouldn't it be more appropriate if you said, Hi, I'm Lori. This is my sister Darlene and my other sister Darlene. Uh... Hmm.